I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to this week's newest members. We have Megan Schmidt, Karen and Jimmy Streelman, and Cameron Gieseman. Big welcome to the program, and I am so pumped to celebrate all the successes that are sure to follow. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. Welcome or welcome back. I am so excited to spend some time with you today. Today is the third installment of my Agent Spotlight series. This month, I am bringing on Market Authority Academy alums so that you can hear their stories on how real agents just like you are creating huge momentum and success in their businesses. And today's guest is really special to me, you guys. I'm so excited to introduce you to Christina Menyahi. Christina is a real estate agent in Walla Walla, Washington. It's so fun to say. And she has been in the biz for about six years now. She's a devoted wife and mother to six kiddos. And here's the thing. Even though Christina had a few good years during her career, she really knew that there was so much more that she could accomplish in her real estate business. That's why she applied to the Market Authority Academy, and you guys, her business has seen a major transformation in the last six months. You're going to love this conversation where she really shares the whole story of how she went from closing one or two deals a month to six. During this conversation, we covered a lot. We covered how Christina has been able to stand out in a smaller town with its own share of competition how she's connecting with new clients every week, the strategies that she's using on social media and online to stand out. And she breaks this down for you guys. You are going to want to keep a pen and paper so that you can write down exactly how you're going to boost your online presence today. So definitely listen to that part. She's also going to cover ways that she has learned to balance business and family life, which is really important to a lot of us and so much more. So without further ado, here's Christina. All right, Christina, I'm so happy to have you today. How's it going? Good. Well, thank you for joining me. For those who um, have not yet had the pleasure to meet you, can you share a little bit about your story? Just tell us where you're at, how long you've been in the business, and kind of what we're up to these days. Yes. My water. Of course, the minute we start. Um, (laughs) So I'm Christina Minyagi from Walla Walla, Washington. I am married to Kevin. We have six kids and I've been selling real estate for six years now. Awesome. So tell tell me a little more about Walla Walla, like smaller market, smaller town. So when I grew up in Walla Walla, um, I'm 45. So my whole childhood is spent here. And when I was growing up, the population was stable at 30,000 until I moved away and went away to college. And then it continued to be 30,000 people 
even up until the point when I graduated, moved back home, and it wasn't until about the last 10 years that we actually gained 5,000 more people. And so within the city of Walla Walla, there's about 35,000 people, but Walla Walla County is about 45,000 people, and that includes the communities of Tushi, Loudoun, Waitsburg, um, Prescott, Dixie, like all these little, like basically like you drive through and you're like, hi, and then you're on to more wheat fields. So we're a very agriculturally driven community. When the wine industry really started making tracks here is when we started seeing a lot of growth because people would move in who are connected to the wine industry from all over the country. And even we have actually a really large French settlement here as well. Mm. Um, and so, so that's when we started seeing population growth. But um, yeah, so it's a very small market. All the agents know each other. We all work together all the time. Um, you, when an agent's offer comes across your desk, if you don't know them, you're like, they must be new. Because um, it's very much like as soon as someone starts writing up offers, you're gonna get to know them very, very quickly. And so it's just that kind of community. Yesterday, I was out at a huge community event that the realtors put on that's a fundraiser and it's every office in town every realtor in town is completely involved and so that's like that's just how we are we're still a local board we did just move out to a larger mls so that has also changed a little bit about how real estate is done here because now we have agents coming from larger communities that are members of this mls to list houses and bring their buyers. So that's gonna change things a little bit, but you know. Interesting. Okay, so you've been and you're, you're full-time, how long have you been in real estate now? I think that when we met, it was like six years. So I just celebrated my six year anniversary okay. um, in May, Love it. like right at the beginning of May. So six, so right at the beginning of it, this is my husband. We are on a live podcast, honey. Hi, husband. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just glad to say hi. I'm glad you did. Hey there. <laughs> That's the thing about real estate. It's like a family affair, right? It and really is. And you have to make sure like, like it's just, there's the boundaries get crossed so easily. So I love that you guys have that like awesome relationship where you can kind of duck in and you work with your dad too. So the family was yeah. like extends even beyond that in, in real estate. Tell me more it about that. It absolutely does. So my dad is my designated broker. He is one of the owners of our office and my brother at one point also sold real estate, but it wasn't quite the right fit for him. He was much younger. He was at the beginning of raising a family. And so he just, and it was that, it was like, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. And so if you remember what the real estate market was like back then, mm -hmm. there was like a million houses to buy and not very many buyers. And so like houses were on the market for like years literally and so it was a tough market to break into um, when he was trying it so so yeah so my dad is my designated broker my husband runs um, a hauling company and so they actually are a really good match my very first listing actually came from Kevin because he was doing a house clean out for someone and he was like so what are you gonna do with this when we're done cleaning it out. And they're like, well, I don't know. We, we're, we're actually going to sell it. And he's like, oh, do you have a real estate agent? <laughs> <laughs> My wife is a new agent. And so um, so he's been really like not only instrumental in like getting me my first clients, but also just a huge support and really excited for where, the, where it's taking us. So he's my biggest cheerleader. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good to have too. And that's something that I, 
Bryce and I always talk about because we kind of missed that opportunity since we got into real estate together as a husband and wife team. We didn't have the benefit of having a spouse who had their own professional network that we could tap into and leverage. Um, so anytime that you're able to, you know, just increase your impact through your your spouse being a cheerleader and being an ambassador for you. I think that that's awesome. Um, but let's let's talk about that a little bit. So like, where are you getting your business now beyond beyond that? Like, tell me a little bit about of the evolution of your business and, and how where we are today. So like most real estate agents, when I first started selling, it was friends. It was people that my friends knew and referred me to. Um, and then as that pool kind of started drying up because, you know, you, your friends only buy and sell so many times. Um, so then I joined our company's relocation team and that wasn't producing the leads that I thought it would. And so, because a lot of people aren't moving to Walla Walla, like if you're not from here, you're not actually moving here unless it's for a job. So I've had some relocation, but it's not like this. Like I know agents who their whole career is reload yeah. and more power to you. But that has not been my experience because we are in a smaller market. And so, um, so then I was like, okay, I need to think about like how, who do I want to serve? And so I started like reaching like out further and further in my sphere because that's one thing about John L. Scott. They're very much about what's your sphere of influence and it's probably bigger than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And so, so then my first year after like I dried up all the, <laughs> the friends and family that wanted to buy and sell. I started reaching further out into my sphere and I always knew that social media would be a big part of that. And so I was really heavy on Facebook because that's where my people were hanging out at the time. And so I was always like, you know, getting in touch with people. Oh, you're having a new baby. Are you thinking of selling? Do you need a bigger place? That's always been a part of my, just how I sell real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had, like the year and my youngest was born, my three-year-old, I had the most amazing year in real estate I've ever had. Like six digits. I was like, what in the world is going on? I could not believe it. And then the next year I sold like a third of that. It was the worst year as far as sales goes that I've ever had. And part of that was because a lot of my friends, their parents had passed away. And so they had all downsized into these manufactured homes. And so my friends were like, Christina, would you be interested in helping us like sell our parents manufactured homes? We know they're not worth a lot, but it would really be just a huge help to us. So that year I sold five manufactured homes in a park. And I don't know if you've ever sold those, but literally the paychecks are like $500. Yeah. I mean, so unless you set a set rate, they're just, they're not worth a lot. But I learned a ton about how to help people through the process of getting past their, not getting past, that's not the right way to put it, but helping them through the grieving process, which Mm -hmm. selling their parents' places is a huge part of that. Yeah. And so, um, so I wouldn't give up that year for anything. I wish I would have made a little more money, but you know, it's all right. Everything's a learning experience. So then last year during COVID stuff started picking like the first part of the year, I almost, I sold like two houses and then a client that I had sold a house to a couple years back contacted me and was like, Christina, we love the house that you sold us, but we're not sure what's going to happen to the hundred acres behind us. And because of that, we think we want to buy something else. And I was like, okay. And she said, and because of COVID, my husband can now work from home. So we're going to make Walla Walla our full-time place. So when 
And that just kind of like kickstarted the rest of my year. That was like in May. I sold like two houses a month from May until December. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. But then was like, how can I sustain this level of business? Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't sure what I was doing. There wasn't like a formula in place that I, because an, another agent in my office asked me, she was like, Christina, how, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And God bless my dad. I love him. And he's been for a really long time, 26 years, but he has no formulas in place. Mm -hmm. And so he couldn't tell me like what the secret sauce was. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, (laughs) so I had like no guidance whatsoever. So I was, I love listening to podcasts and I was listening to Chelsea Peets and you show and I was like, huh, I, I like, I liked what I heard. And so I started following you on Instagram and all your like videos about like what to do to increase engagement on Instagram, because I always knew like and this, I love my franchise. Their logo is like literally steeped in the 19th century, but they are so it comes to how to sell real estate. I think they're like leaps and bounds above a lot of the other big old school brokers. And so they've always been about ship and living, being your most true and authentic self and living life as a contribution. And so I've like, been trying to integrate that into over the last six years with some success, not always great, you know, trying to figure it out. And so when I, when you were like, increase your leads on Instagram, I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And so then, but then the more that I kept watching of your little posts that you, your videos that you would do and how you were, I'm like, she's about more than Instagram. Like I could just tell that it wasn't just going to be like all these leads from Instagram. And so it was very much. Um, so, so then we had our t- call. So since you and I have become connected and um, I've learned so much, Stephanie, I'm just like, when people are like, <sighs> anyway, that's a side note. I'll come back to it. But <laughs> Really, like, I think truly the key has been, like, setting up my Google business page mm-hmm. has been huge. And then in, not only increasing my activity on Instagram, but increasing the activity that gets you pushed up higher in the algorithm. Because when you're higher in the algorithm, then you pop up higher on the Google searches Mm-hmm. having your business reviewed by happy clients and customers also puts you up higher in that Google search. And so just doing those things, and it's not like rocket science. I mean, it's just, you know, like being consistent. And honestly, like, I don't even think it's about the followers count. I have less than 500 followers on Instagram. And so... Yeah. So I don't even think it's that stuff. I think it's consistency and being like what Chelsea says, being a super fan. And you just, you show up more. I hadn't, (laughs) yesterday I'm at that Karen Share golf tournament and I had a transaction coordinator come up to me from another office and she was like, oh my gosh, Christina. I love your videos. She's like, every time I see one of your videos, I show it to the agents in my office and I say, this is what you need to be doing right here. Do you see these videos that she is making? This is what you need to do. And I was like, well, thank you. (laughs) She's like, she goes, why isn't everybody doing this? And I said, because people are scared. I'm like, I said, but the thing is you got to get past yourself. You got to be out there with sometimes your warts, sometimes your three-year-old crawling all over you, sometimes with a cold and feeling awful. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And I'm not saying that you need to be like, if you're having a bad day, take a break. If you're having a bad week, step away, take care of yourself. But it's so easy to show up just even in your stories Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. So what do you think that has done for you? And we've been working together for like the the last six months, I would say about six months. What do you think that has done for your business in the last six months, like showing up? And I want to acknowledge you, Christina, because you do show up and you are so authentic and you just let that genuine personality shine. And it's so easy to connect because that's just who you are. And, and, And you just you open yourself up in a really authentic way. And I think that you do find a really great balance between sharing the personal, um, sharing the business, but also like honoring the private stuff, right? Like you're not like, you're not being overly expressive in what you're sharing. It's just a really great balance. And, and you get that, that opportunity to actually connect with you on social media. So, so what has that actually done for your business? Would you say in the last six months in terms of how people reach out to you or how you're connecting with clients or even just like the way that that people interact with you, like that transaction coordinator at the golf tournament. So as far as clients goes like this, so I already told you, I have six closings in June. I have my first closing for July already in place. I have two more listings coming up for June. I've got like 14% of the market share right now <laughs> because there's like 53 houses listed. So crazy. It's so, but how, what it does is when people call me, they already feel like they know me. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh, we've seen you. We've seen you on Facebook. We've seen you on Instagram. We read your Google reviews we already know you, we already like you, and we already trust you because of what other people have said. And so that automatically, so not only is that like a huge confidence booster for me, because then I've been like walking in confidence into every transaction and walking into confidence with every buyer consultation, because I know that if I actually don't think that they're going to be a good fit for me to work together, that that's opening up space for another buyer or seller who is going to be the right fit. And before I was telling this to that transaction coordinator last night, that year that I had a really rough year, Mm -hmm. I took every client. I took them whether I liked them or not. And that hurt. It hurt really hard. I had three listings that year that did not sell because I took the listings because we I was like desperate Mm -hmm. and I spent six months on each one of those giving heart blood and soul trying to get that place listed for sellers who did not see me as an expert in the market oh man we gotta we gotta we gotta hone in on that yeah so goosebumps first of all because this is my truth like this is so core to the way that I believe that real estate agents can operate and I think that that's what you've that you've stumbled on too because you have found a way to communicate your value on social media and that's been backed up by other people and what other people are saying about you on social media that is giving you the opportunity to create space, connect with the people who are going to be raving fans and commit to you and trust you as opposed to how you were before when you were doing what I've done before, which is white knuckle and scratch and scrape for any opportunity because we're desperate, even if it's the wrong opportunity. And even when it's going to take so much more time away from actually doing the things that will get us to where we want to be. Exactly. Mm. And it's crazy. And- as soon as I realized, like doing that first module with you and drawing the ideal client, and I was like, oh, it like just really zeroed in for me on who I actually want to work with and why I want to work with them. And being able to do that ideal client, and then immediately when I come into contact with them, 
I know if they're going to be a good fit or not. And so it's just been super huge because I'm just like, okay, I, it's just, it just makes everything. So even though I am busier than I've ever been, I am less stressed than I've ever been before. I'm like, I'm like walk. I'm like every day I wake up and not that there isn't stressor and some of it is negative because that's life, Mm -hmm. but I wake up excited every day to tackle my list. I wake up excited to see what today is going to bring. And so working with people I actually like, (laughs) I actually like to run into at the grocery store next week, that has just absolutely changed the whole baseline of what's happening here and they have become super fans they're Mm -hmm. like even before their transactions close they're referring me out to their friends that need you know real estate help and so and even for my friends and people that I come into contact with on a regular basis because we're all creatures of habit I literally go to the same two coffee shops every single week mm-hmm. and one of the coffee shop owners that I go to has become a friend of mine and I ran into her the other day and she's like I'm not in the market to sell right now but she was with a friend and she goes but this friend is and she looked at her and she goes you should use Christina because she's really good at what she does And we've never transacted before. So, you know, it's just, so doing that and being consistent with that, being consistent with how I interact with not only on Instagram, but also in person has just been huge. And so, and not feeling like I need to take every client that comes my way that I can say no and give myself permission for that has been so transforming because when you work with people that you actually like, it just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it's just been really, really great. I'm sorry. I always start crying with you. I know you always say, <laughs> I, you make me want to cry too, because I mean, this is, this is the stuff that, that we talk about, right? Like it just matters. It does. And, and our and our and our motto that we talk about is we're all about real estate that does more. Right. And and it's not only more for the clients and more for communities, but it's more for us too. Because for you to be able to to operate with the confidence and clarity and knowing who you need to be working with and and what your purpose is and and what value you bring to the table, people pick up on that energy and and they will be attracted to you like a moth to a light, right? Like they just, they, they can feel it and, and they feed off of it. And it does a lot for them too, because it helps them feel reassured in this really scary life decision of, of transacting like their home, right? Like this is a big transition and to be able to know that they have like the, the trusted guidance of somebody who gets them, that does a lot for somebody who's really stressed out in buying or selling a home. And, and you've just done that so beautifully. So I just, I just, every time that we talk about this, I get so excited and so, so happy for you because not only are you doing that for them, but like you are a you're a devoted mother and wife, right? And and you do so much for your family and for your dad and your brokerage. Like you are, you have such a servant's heart and to be able to show up and, and really meet that energy to even do more. Like, I feel like that has to make you feel really good too. Or maybe I'm just speculating at that point. Oh but. no, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, so, I mean, one of my unspoken goals of this year is so the nature of my husband Kevin's work is is very physical and it's hard on the body he's doing a lot of heavy lifting and you know it's just it's a lot so one of my unspoken goals has been able to make enough money this year and the next coming years for him to be able to step away from that heavy lifting part and bring on another employee bring on another employee to take care of that part of the job. Like he'll still run the business and everything. And 
being on the track that I am, I'm like, okay, we are actually going to reach that three-year goal for him to be able to completely step away by the time he's 50 from that, that, that heavy lifting and to be able to really just run the books, run the business, schedule the jobs, make sure they're getting done properly and have someone who's much younger than he is (laughs) be able to do all of that. And so that's, that is truly part of like my excitement is to be able to help with that. And then like, to be able to do stuff around the house that, you know, we bought a fixer upper mm-hmm. and that's, we love it, but like fixing things up takes money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so being able to like check things off of our lists that need to be done has been super exciting. Our boys are all in private school. Um, and so like my check pays tuition so being able to like already have tuition paid for for next year, like so, so many like things just checked off because of successful business practices. And I feel like now if that same agent asked me the question, what are you doing? I would be able to tell her, here's what I'm doing and here's where it's led. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's because of you. Like it's because of you and your systems in place and your guidance and answering the same questions a hundred times. And so, and I'm just really feel so thankful that I stumbled across you because without your systems in place, I know I would not be where I am today. Like there's just no way you can only accidentally do so much well. That's amazing. That's a quotable. You can only accidentally do so much. Well, (laughs) I love that. Well, honestly, Christina, I mean, you can, anybody can have the plan, but you've done the work, right? And, and I want to acknowledge you for that because you are like so committed to actually executing the work and you don't give yourself excuses. Like you are such a power lady that you just go through and do it, which is amazing. Are you getting a pat on the back right now? Pat on the back. Yeah. yeah. You guys are awesome. I'll give you one on the other shoulder. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, if you're listening to this, we're, we're recording this on a zoom call and I see a, a, a gentle hand come through the side of the video for a little pat on the shoulder for Christina and you've earned it. <laughs> Hey, it's Stephanie. Quick check-in. Christina has an unbelievable story, right? While you won't get anywhere without doing the work that she's put in, it helps to have a proven plan to follow, you know? If you're feeling inspired right now and thinking, wow, maybe this could be me, then go to the show notes and book a time with me to discuss your application to the Market Authority Academy. It'll take you about five minutes. I'm taking enrollments for real estate agents right now, and I can't wait to hear how I can help you generate results just like Christina's. Let's make this your year. I can't wait to chat. Now, back to the show. So tell me, tell me what, like, so for, let's say for newer agents, like somebody or, or some, or an agent who might be where you were a couple of years ago, what are like three things that when you were at that point that you wish you knew that, you know, today, what would have been like those three game changing things that you could impart with somebody who might be where you were in the past? So I would say the first thing is you don't need to pay for leads. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I've never paid for leads, Mm -hmm. but you really don't have to pay for leads. You don't need to pay thousands of dollars to Zillow every month to be able to be a successful real estate agent. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say is set up a Google business page. Like, just do it. It is free. It is easy. You literally have a link that you can send to your clients so they can leave a review. It is like have been such a game changer for me because I've started asking all my clients, Hey, how did you find me? Oh, I did a Google search for best real estate agent in Walla Walla or Walla Walla real estate. And you came up at the top. Um, so set up a, a business Google page, do it today. Don't wait. Love it. And then, sorry, 
it is like seriously allergy season here. That's um, <laughs> and then the third thing I would say is don't neglect face-to-face -face time mm -hmm. with your sphere of influence. That That's always been a part of my practices, but even after the transaction is closed, you keep in touch with those clients and especially in the first six months because they are going to forget you. Yeah. I know it's been like the bit you're like, we're friends for life. We're never going to forget each other. But literally, if you do not stay in touch with them, they are going to forget your name in 90 days. Yeah. And, and I they, think, I think that NAR actually has a stat where it's like 83% of, of realtors or they, they, how did they do it? So 83% of home buyers were happy with their real estate agents. Um, but only 13% remember their real estate agent's name a year later or something like that. So, exactly. yeah. So how are you staying? How are you keeping the face to faces up? How are you doing that on a day-to-day -day so, basis? So on a day-to-day -day basis, I've, um, really organized my Popeyes. Hmm. So they were always kind of scattered before. I wasn't exactly sure how to do them. And then I don't know, like a light bulb went off this year and I was like, oh, I will just do them once a month. <laughs> <laughs> and I will choose like my transacting clients, the ones who just finished transacting and then like any um, home anniversaries if they fall in that month and so then I do a pop by and I do the same thing for everybody like May I did plants and I went to like one of my local plant companies and I bought like 10 little succulents and I put a cute little sticker on it and I stopped by my clients houses and they were all like oh <laughs> so much that was the sweetest thing ever and so get organized with your pop buys and then those went even if the client isn't home drop it off like and I always put like my contact information on whatever it is I'm dropping by because they're gonna call or text you to say thank you mm -hmm. and then you can use that as an opportunity to roll it into hey would you like to get coffee or lunch or, you know, depending on what it is, or if they're like a longer, like an older transaction, have you thought about having a market analysis done on your house? So like whatever you can do to turn that into a face-to-face -face experience um, and at whatever level you're comfortable doing that, take it. But minimum, do a Popeye. They're super easy. You can keep them really affordable and they really, really pay off. I love that. And we've been doing, we've been doing the same. And I know we talk about that in, in our coaching calls with the group from time to time too. And I think the power of a Popeye is it's not an ask, right? And it just gives, it gives you the opportunity to make a deposit into that relationship and, and just have a reason to say, Hey, just thinking of you, I hope you're doing well instead of a, hey, have you thought about selling your house or do you know anyone looking to buy or sell, you know? Exactly. And like, um, I mean, that whole thing, it cost $50. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was super affordable. So, um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be like through the moon expensive. And the other thing I liked about, I like about it because, you know, I love supporting local is I was able to like, an influx of you know purchases into my local plant shop all at once so now she's like oh christina yeah <laughs> i really like and appreciate you and so, i got that message from her she was like thank you so much you know i love that so that's something that we've always done too is like you know, leverage is leverage. And, and if you can use leverage for a, a force of good to help other people as well, like that's awesome. And something that we always ask ourselves when doing, doing Popeyes or gifting or any sort of appreciation is who can we extend our impact 
from from this small event or this small initiative and and who can we extend that to in our local community so we're always doing the same thing which i love that you did um it's just like identifying other local businesses to to support um bring them into the conversation and we have also even been able to do a lot of business with other people like other business owners you know, and help them with their real estate needs just from, from that networking and that giving, giving, giving always finds a way to come back to you, you know? Exactly. Well, I know I got a call this week from the kid who did my floors in one of our bedrooms because three-year-olds and carpet, if you have carpet in your house, you're about to find out why you're going <laughs> to rip it all out. <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> just for your information um but he sent me a text message hey christina we're thinking about buying a house can you help me out and like he just came in and did my floors so wow. like yeah so very much like i i like you i mean i already like using like people who are just starting out people who are like really like just on the ground floor I mean, to the point that now sometimes when I call my favorite handyman, they're like, we're sorry, Christina, you've referred so much business. We're two months out. I don't, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I got to yeah. find someone new. Um, but that's always been part of like, I really like that. So that's yeah. powerful. That's really powerful. So, so now that um, you're crazy successful and a mega boss mom, <laughs> How are you balancing that with family? Because you've got you've got six kids, you've got a, a devoted, loving husband, you've got, you know, obligations around the home. Like how how are you finding a way to keep sane? Or are you? Because <laughs> the jury's still out for me and I only have one kid. <laughs> some days are better than others. I will be completely honest. There are days where I'm like, holy moly, I need a house cleaner, or I need a cook, or I need something. Um, and part of it is for a long time, I was a stay at home mom. And that was all I did. And so those kids that really benefited from that have learned how to cook, they've learned how to clean, they've been like trained up. So like my 17 year old, he loves to cook. So he like when he's home, he will like we have stuff in the house that he absolutely can take care of. And he will a lot of times like cook dinner. Um, so that's a huge help. My 17 or my 19 year old daughter, she's our oldest. She loves to clean. And so if she has time, she'll take care of the bathroom. She'll do a deep clean on the kitchen. Um, and so there are, I mean, honestly, there are mornings where like, we're trying to get everyone out the door to school and I lose my mind. I'm like, I am not. And Kevin will come down from the office and he'll be like, okay, all right. It's like approaching like a stray dog. What can I do to help? Is there anything that you need? You know? And so, so, but I don't always have to lose my mind for like, <laughs> them to like step up and be helpful. Um, I do. I mean, I make regular appointments for myself. So once a month I go in for energy work with a gal that I've worked with. And that is an hour, like my phone is turned off. I like this month, it was an hour and a half. Cause can you I tell me more it. about that? What does she do? Is it like so Reiki? It's like that, but not quite. So it's cranial sacral. Yes. Technology. So very, very cool. similar, but, and like, when you try to explain it to someone, they're like, wait, what? Like she moves her hands half an inch and you feel better. And I'm like, I know it sounds cuckoo crazy, but literally it is the best. It's like a midday spa nap. And so, but I do that once a month. Love that. And nothing comes like I will totally rearrange my schedule to be able to get in there to see her because it is it's you have to have that time where you like step away from everything when you step away from roles of wife and motherhood mm -hmm. and work because that's all going to be there when you're done it's not going anywhere else but if you don't step away for a, a little bit of time you're going to lose your mind and you're going to burn out very quickly 
That is a really tough lesson that I'm learning right now. And we have had, and and I just have my one son, Grady. Okay. And one is sometimes the hardest number, Stephanie. It will get better if you have a second because he will have a buddy to play with. I think I need a whole soccer team of kids. Okay. Because number one, I love being a mom and I never realized, um, I didn't realize I would love it as much and you don't know what you're going to be like until it happens. Um, and, and for me, I was that person where I thought, well, you know, it's not getting in the way of my career. I'm going to, you know, I can have it all, but, but for me, working has always been really deeply important And what I do in the market authority Academy and in our real estate business and Bryce and I are both still actively selling. Like I take that really, really seriously. And that's a very deep seated part of my identity. Um, and, and then I became a mom and everything changed. And I, you know, we, we didn't really have any help while we were managing both businesses until Grady was about um, five months old. And then we had someone like a, like a nanny kind of in, in here helping us. And we don't have any family that, that can help. Um, so it's really just me and Bryce. And, and so we, had a nanny for a little while and we don't have that caregiver anymore for the last month or so. And now that Grady's mobile, it's like a totally different, different ball game. And he's like crawling all over the place and it's, not, but, but long story short, this last week, I was like, Bryce, I have to get out of the house. And I went to target and walked around and I realized it was the first time that I had been out of the house, just alone on my own without Grady attached to me in some way for over a month. And I I was like, oh, no wonder I have been like almost clinically depressed in my home for the last couple of weeks. I like really needed to get out. And so Bryce this week um, surprised me with like a little spa day, like not even a spa day, just a, a little facial appointment for me to have an hour outside of the house and, you know, have some pampering. But I wish looking back on the last year, I wish that I, and it's hard during the pandemic, but that's something that I need to change very quickly. I need to do what you're doing and be really committed to having at least that small amount of time once a month or so where I can just be me and focus on Stephanie and not be the business owner or the mom or the wife, just be Stephanie. That's so hard. Why is that so hard? Well, it's hard because the culture has told us that if you try and take care of yourself so you can take better care of your family, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And the other thing, so there's this gal that I follow on Instagram. Her name's Jennifer Fullweiler. And she's a working mom. She has six kids too. Mm -hmm. And she makes these such relatable sketches. And she's always talking about how how society is set up now is actually not productive to healthy families. She's like, when it was the turn of the century or like back in the olden days, she's like, you had a huge family support system surrounding you. You had the and village. So, yeah, you absolutely had a village. Mm -hmm. And she said, and moms weren't like, moms were so busy, like trying to survive that they weren't, down on the ground playing with their children and reading them books and like pushing them in swings. No, they were like surviving. It was grandma or older aunts or these other women that were in your tribe that were helping you while you were doing the laundry and cooking and, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah. And she's like, and that doesn't exist now. And like, I'm the same stuff. I mean, both of my parents live here in town, but my mom and dad both work full time. So, like, when we first started having kids, I actually taught. But going back to work and having someone else spend eight hours a day with my newborn baby was not something that I was excited about. Sure. <laughs> and so we made like the conscious decision that I would stay at home and raise the kids. And then that turned into 10 years of homeschooling our kids. And so, but my mom's getting ready to retire this year. And, but even then she's like already setting like very good boundaries, which good for her being mm -hmm. healthy, taking care of herself because it will be the first time in over 30 years that she has not worked ever because I mean she was a working mom my entire life 
And so, so we have also like this year, this is the first, our three-year-old is the only kid we've ever put into preschool ever. Wow. And it's a big deal. No, it's huge. I was like, but I got to the beginning of this year and I was like, holy crap, Kevin. I'm like, there's no way that I can keep this level of work and take care of our three-year-old all at the same time. I'm like, it's not sustainable. It's not good for her. It's not good for me. I'm like, we have to pay someone <laughs> to come yeah. in and help. And then, you know, as I started like exploring options, but basically I worked for, you know, two and three years because she turned three in September, mm -hmm. three and a half years with her by my side all the time. And it just got to the point where I was like, this girl spends way too much time on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she needs to be around some other kids. And so we, so we made that decision and it was a great, I'm really happy. She loved going to preschool. Now she goes down to like the little center underneath the preschool. She has so much fun, but you, but society makes women feel bad for choosing things that actually like if work fulfills you, and you choose that, the culture is like, oh, you don't love your kids enough. Mm -hmm. And it's you, not that at all. You know, and for me, it was so important for, for me to show my children what it means to go after your own potential. Because I just had this fire in me and Bryce does too. And, and this is one of the reasons why, why I love my husband so much is he's, he's the one always pushing me like, go, go, you, you, you want to accomplish something. So go and do it. And, and that was like part of why we left our finance jobs to get into real estate in the first place. Um, and I want to honor that in me. And I think that, that women, I agree, like women feel a hesitancy to do that. Um, and, and I also argue that that also comes when considering coaching. It can be so scary to invest in help professionally, mm -hmm. to have the coach or the mentor or to, to get the education that you need to level up. I think that, that, I think that it, can, it can show up in, in all areas of our life. And, and I think that that's something that I hope in, in this next 20 years, like 5, 10, 20 years, that women are going to start allowing themselves to really explore other ways to build that leverage into their lives so that they can kind of have it all, you know, and not, not to sound cheesy, but like we, we should be able to, right? Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, going back to Jen Fuller, she wrote an entire book about it. It's called um, Find Your Blue Flame. Okay. I'm going to have a really, really good book. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's really good. And it's finding about that thing that lights you up inside when you do it. And for every person that is different. Mm -hmm. And so it's very much like, and so it's, she's like, she goes, it's okay. If your blue flame is working outside of the home, that's all right. You don't have to feel bad about that. And so, um, and she's like, give yourself permission to be happy is basically like the whole motto of the book. Yep. So I would say like, if you are, I mean, we can do almost anything with a baby on our hips. I'm not kidding you. I have like written up contracts, breastfeeding a child. I've like made phone calls. I've shown houses with a baby on my hip. It is not impossible it does get more complicated as they become more mobile yeah. and more talkative and and you will have to adjust as that happens but now our youngest is at an age like she went to a showing with me today and she just like <laughs> she's so funny she just walks in the house she's like let me show you this house because she <laughs> has literally been doing it her entire life and my clients know that when they work with me, that they are the possibility of one or two children tagging along to a showing, it might happen. You and, share it on social media, like like that. Yeah. You share right. that part of your lives on social media, and so it's, it should not be a shock to anybody. <laughs> I feel exactly. Like. 
And when I first had her, because I had never worked outside the home with a young child, Mm -hmm. when people would call and say, hey, can we go and look these houses? And I'd say, that's fine. I just want to let you know, I will also be bringing my three-month-old with me or my six-month-old with me. And they would be like, oh, we love it. We can't see. Wait to see the baby. And so it was very much like I just have always been upfront with that. And so if you are a working mom and you have a young child, don't be scared. I mean, unless you're like, don't be scared to bring them along. Unless that does not feel authentic to you. If you cannot focus and do your job while having your three-year-old along with you, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Do what works well for you. But if you feel like you could integrate that into your career, and she doesn't go with me all the time. I mean... Kevin's not working, you know, 12 hour days. So like if they're in the evening showings, she stays home and hangs out with dad and her brothers and sisters. But if that's something that you can do, do it. I mean, what are we in real estate for? If not to like set our own like lifestyle and parameters. And, you know, that's part of what I feel like one of the luxuries is of it is that we're our own boss. Mm hmm. Like we can decide what our business is going to look like. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's just having that vision and 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 being able to visualize what you want it to look like for one, which is something that I actually struggle with a lot. And then having the courage to go after that and build it, you know. Um, so I, I guess with that being said, as as we're wrapping up, where do you see the rest of the year going for you? What is your vision? Um, what what is a really successful rest of the the year look like for you? So, in this first six months, I've already I I believe if everything closes, yeah. <laughs> I will be already at six digits. Wow. So, which is super exciting. So. I mean, I would love to be able, since we have six months left in the year, I would love to be able to duplicate that. Of course, when school gets back into session and the holidays start rolling around, I don't anticipate having quite as many transactions as I'm having right now. But I do see just like a continuation of what has already been happening. And Kevin and I were just talking about this the other day. And he's like, well, if, and I said, oh, no. We're not using the word if. I said, business is going to continue to be how it is. I said, there's no going back to what we used to do. I'm like, this is a continuation on of what I'm like, we're never going back. Everything moving forward is going to be what this year has been. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> just walk into that confidence because I don't, I mean, I want to be able to continue my systems and continue to be the realtor that I like, finally, I'm like, oh, I feel like a grown up realtor now. I want to continue that. I don't want to go back to that desperate mode I was in two years ago. I want to just continue to work in confidence and in knowledge of what I bring to the table for all of my clients, my buyers, my sellers. I'm like super excited. I'm just like, I've never been more excited to continue to sell real estate. So that's incredible. That energy is going to serve you so well. And your clients are going to feel that too. So I have no doubt that it's only going to go up from here. So I cannot wait to see how and where the journey takes you. And honestly, Christina, I'm just so grateful to be a small part of it. I'm grateful for you, truly. I'm just like, best money ever spent. If anyone (laughs) is on the fence about joining the market authority, not kidding you, you're going to make what you invest back 20 fold. (laughs) (laughs) If you actually do the work. (laughs) I was going to say, as long as you do the work. Well, Christina, I want to thank you so much for being so generous with your time um, and your knowledge today. I had a really good time chatting with you. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. Well, thank you, Stephanie. It was an honor to be here. The honor is all mine. 
Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.